Today's topic, as you gave it to me, I thought, well, this is kind of a little bit different because uh, this is kind of a report that you're going to summarize about mental health in teenagers. Tell me about the origin of this. Um, the origin came about in an article. Actually, an associate gave it to me and said, this is a very timely article. It came from Time Magazine, kind of play on words there, but it was entitled, The Kids Are Not All Right. And I thought, interesting. The article is, is dealing with teenage anxiety and depression as they cope with today's world. You know, and I'm going to sum up the article. Then I think what's important, I want to give some ideas on maybe what we can try to do. Um, it states that overall adolescents as a whole group have a reputation, this, this group of adolescents, of being more fragile, less resilient, and more overwhelmed than their parents were when they were growing up. I thought that was interesting. Anxiety and depression has been on the rise since 2012 and cuts across all demographics, suburban, urban, and rural. Just two statistics. In 2015, about 3 million teenagers ages 12 to 17 had at least one major depressive episode in the past year, and that was from the Department of Health and Human Services. And then about 30% of girls and 20% of boys, totaling 6.3 million teens, have had an anxiety disorder, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. And they really feel this is on the very low end, as only about 20% with a diagnosable anxiety disorder get treatment. Hmm. So that really adds, puts it up even higher. Janice Whitlock, who was the director of Cornell Research on Program for Self-Injury and Recovery, and I think this is interesting, feels this group of teens is in a cauldron of stimulus they can't get away from, don't want to get away from, or don't know how to get away from it. Hmm. After interviewing many teens, parents, school counselors, and clinicians, she feels there's a pervasive sense that being a teenager today is a draining full-time job that includes schoolwork, managing a social media identity, career decisions, climate change, sexism, and racism, to name just a few. All of this, however, and the problem is, is documented online for hours or days after the incident. And they are Hmm. bombarded with this. As one teen put it, we are the first generation that cannot escape our problems at all. We are getting this constant pressure from our phones, from our relationships, and from the way things are today. And then I think this is another telling thing. Much of a teenager's emotional life is lived within the small screens on their phones. <laughs> and the CNN reports that in teens, there is no firm line between their real and online worlds. They are hyper-connected to every emotionally moving event anywhere in the world. They find themselves overexposed, fighting social media bullying, fighting for some the urge to self-harm to deal with the emotional pain. And according to this report, anxiety is outpacing depression in teens for the first time. So that's kind of the end of the article. It's just a little bit of an eye-opener. Yeah, and if you're listening to this as someone who did not grow up in that atmosphere, it's very hard for us to identify the pressures that lead to the connection to social media the way that it does. And so it would be easy for someone of my age to say, well, nobody's forcing you to do that. That's right. Well, you know what? That's not really the right answer in this kind of situation. And I'm interested in what you're coming up with as maybe some tips to, to help right, teenagers to deal that. with this. But, and if we go back to when we were younger and we can look at didn't we do what was 
socially appropriate for our age group at the time. Uh-huh. And that's part of the problem. And, and nobody wants to say, hey, I'm going to put away my phone and I'm not going to because then they lose connection and so forth. But in my opinion, I think we need to spend more time talking with our teens as a family and individually. Do one-on-one activities with them. Be creative. Or just say, let's talk about you. Ask what they feel about things in general, like the use of weed or the importance of social media to them. Let them talk first and ask them for clarification of their viewpoints without putting down their ideas as stupid. Hmm. Once you understand their ideas, not agree with them, that's the major portion here, you can then present your ideas and values you want them to follow. Depending on the age of the child will depend on your boundaries you will set. This is simplified. I mean, I really simplified this message. But what I want is for us to listen and understand before we leap. <laughs> listen before you leap mm-hmm. when they talk to you. Don't be afraid to talk about what stresses them. Ask them if they understand anxiety and depression. Do they get anxious or depressed? How do they handle it? Offer them ways, if you know, if you know with how to handle it. I'm sure parents have know how they handle their anxiety and depression. Hmm. And if their anxiety or depression gets keeps them from functioning effectively in life, then get them some help. And that's the key. If they're not functioning well in life because of their anxiety and depression, they do need to get some help. This one. Reduce their dependence on their cell phone. They won't like this, <laughs> for sure. But they need to realize there are other things that need focus other than their cell phone or their social media sites. There are activities to be involved in, sports, music, studying, helping around the house, fun family activities, volunteering, part-time work, creative activities. Think of some creative activities to get them involved in. And that's not always easy, but they do need to move away from the continual connection to their cell phone. Just be aware that today's stressors are more in the face of teenagers today than they were as recent as one generation ago. Finding new ways to help the teens adjust is very important. And along with that goes, then do we as adults know how to handle our anxiety and depression? And as I want to state on that is maybe that's another topic for another time. But I think the point I'm trying to make today is is pretty loud and clear that there is a lot of pressure that we didn't have that is causing, unfortunately, a growth in anxiety and depression, especially anxiety. Talk about it. Listen without judging And maybe make some suggestions that even though they might rebel against it, I'm thinking that maybe they would say thank you in the long run and maybe say it's nice to get away from this every once in a while. Don't have to have the phone there at my fingertips, my thumb thumb prints all the time on my phone. Mm. You know, to give you an example of what I mean, some parents have done, you know, they at 10 o'clock, their phones, um, everybody puts their phones on their chargers or whatever they're doing, and they they let them go till morning. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- mm-hmm. that's not an overall suggestion for everybody, but that's just one parent in one situation. There's other situations that people have done. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you have to find your own creative ways. 